Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. Welcome to a songwriter tryst with Lucy LeBlanc. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Ray. I'm excited to have you on because I met you through Renee Jonas and the songwriting retreat um, in 2019 with Songtown. And I really admire the work that you've done. You are a very dedicated songwriter. So thank you for gracing us with your voice and presence today. The first question I've been starting with people is in your own words to share a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Well, I'm Canadian and I'm a songwriter. It took me a number of years to be able to say I'm a songwriter. And I reached the point where you, where I got serious about it. And, and I'm proud to say I'm a songwriter and that's what I do now. So I co-write all the time. I'm more on the lyric side of things. And, mm-hmm. um, the last two, two years I've co-written 200 new songs a year. Uh, this year I'm on track to, to beat that a little bit. So it'll be a little okay. bit over 200 songs this year. When you say it took you a while to say that you're a songwriter, what was that journey mm-hmm. for you? Um, well, I had my, uh, childhood years and then uh, my raising a family years and then my career years and uh, after uh, I retired it was uh, time to think about a new career something Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do for a long time and that career was songwriting. Mm -hmm. Had you had much musical influence before that? Much influences? Yeah, musically, like, had you always wanted to be a songwriter and just what what made you choose uh, songwriting? No, I guess I didn't always want to be a songwriter. I wanted to play uh, songs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I play some piano. Um, mm-hmm. When I was 40, I decided I I would probably like to join a rock band, a, a part-time okay. weekend rock band. So I jumped right into that for five years, uh, wow. which was very interesting. Because prior to that, uh, nobody really knew I could play outside of my immediate family. Um, okay. So that was interesting. Um, but to become a, to actually write the songs, that came later. Okay. So tell me about the first song that you ever wrote. Do you remember that one? Oh, I don't remember what it was about, but I remember I was about uh, 13, 14 years old sitting on the swings. At Sandy Lake, that's a lake outside of Edmonton, Alberta, and just making up a song and singing it. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, I would only do that when there was no one around uh, because mm-hmm. I was rather shy. I was really shy too as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't share my songs for anyone. I think for me, songwriting when I was a kid was a safe space for me to express myself behind yes. the wall of art. And um, if I shared them with anyone, it was like bearing my soul and it was very, yes. very scary. There's no way yes. I would have done that. <laughs> yes, I've heard. Um, I listened to some of the interviews, so I got some of your backstory. Um mm. My my childhood was was different. I, I kind of mm. feel I've kind of lived a charmed life, and so there's always been uh, good vibes and things around me. But uh, you know how sometimes in yourself you don't feel you're good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though other people encourage you, you can still feel that you you can't measure up or mm. in in that regard. So yeah. Um, song i um on the piano then once i learned to play i would i would make up some songs and uh they were songs looking back that helped me through certain times in my life mm. and they were never meant for anybody else to hear and nobody ever will mm. they were very personal yeah and was there a a point in your life where you felt that full heartstring tug of realizing you wanted to become a songwriter? Yes. Um, I, I'd, I'd written some songs and I was starting to go to songwriter retreats. Uh, the big one was the REO songwriting retreat out here in BC uh, mm-hmm. run by Brian Fulgeman and it's outdoors and Pat Patterson who has written many books on songwriting and teaches songwriting at Berkeley yeah. was the mentor. Wow. And I, and, uh, I learned a lot from him mm. and, and then I had a 15 minute one-on-one with him. So yes, wow. I actually sang a cappella one of my songs <laughs> for him. And I thought he would roll his eyes and think, oh, this is <laughs> terrible, but he didn't. And he encouraged me. And the next year, he encouraged me to get up and sing one of those songs that I had written. Um, So that kind of put a little torch under me to think, maybe I can do this. hear so often that it does take encouragement from others but to get encouragement from someone as iconic as Pat Patterson um, that would have just been a massive fuel to your flame so I'm glad that someone like that was able to do that for you yeah yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) and then uh, when I decided to turn serious about it which Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of turned up the flame a little bit and Mm -hmm. and I listened back to to the songs I'd written and and I thought the the melodies were rather uh, generic and harked back to the mid-50s mid-1950s um they didn't sound to my ear they didn't sound current and I thought maybe maybe lyrics were my stronger suit 
Mm. So I um, went out to find uh, people to write with. And yep. at that point, I really didn't know anybody in the area that was uh, a songwriter or an artist or a musician or a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was in 2011. And now fast forward now to 2020, and I, I cannot keep up with the requests of people that want to co-write with me. So I know I've, I've um, tried to even co-write with you, but um, with my life and three little kids and everything and your life being in Canada, it can be difficult to write with everyone we want to, but I'm patient. <laughs> ah, well, one day we're going to write together. Absolutely. We I would love I'm that. I'm sure we will. There, yeah, there's a 17-hour difference uh, between us. So that mm. scheduling is can be uh, tricky, but it's mm. not so bad. It's when you mix in a Norwegian country with Australia yeah. with the different time differences, which I've done with Renee. Yeah, uh, Renee Jonas and a couple of people over in in Sweden and yeah, and uh, yeah. that time difference is very hard to schedule. Yeah. Somebody has to write at six in the morning. Someone has to write later in the evening. Yeah, so but we're dedicated people, so we do what we have to to get what we love out. It, yes, absolutely, <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, and and you do it because you love it, and. It's there's there's a certain energy there. You can't mm. get enough of it. Absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. Do you have a a particular mindset or a goal behind when you go into a co-write with someone, or um, when you just go to write any song, even if it's just on your own? Is there something that you do before you do that, or what what do you do as like a a routine, even, or something that you're prepared with? It depends on the co-write. It depends who I'm writing with. Uh, once I've written with someone, I kind of get to understand a little bit about their style. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's an artist, definitely you, I want to hone into what they want to express, what they want to say, because they're the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's an, uh, a songwriter that wants to pitch songs to outside artists, mm-hmm. we usually... Uh, come in with titles and mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, you have those all prepared ahead of time. Yep. Uh, pages of titles and, and, and ideas. Um, <clears throat> but usually when you go in a, in a co-write, you have this little bit of a conversation before you start. And mm-hmm. it's surprising how many times out of that conversation someone says something and you pick it up and write it down and then bring it up later. Do you realize you said this? What do you think about that for a song idea? Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah. It's something that's in the room. Yeah. It was in the room and the person saying it lots of times doesn't even realize what, what, what they've said. That's beautiful. But there's an energy there and that those songs, those songs, the energy in the room, Mm. those are the ones I love the most. (laughs) Do you have an idea in the room? Yeah. Go ahead. Do, do you have a favorite song that you've written out of all the hundreds of songs that you've written? I mean, how many uh, songs well, have I've you written? written? Over a thousand. Um, it's been it's over a thousand now. I forget if it's eleven hundred, twelve hundred, somewhere in there. Uh-huh. Um, there's a number of favorites I have because I'm I'm on the <clears throat> lyric side of things, and I don't write the lyrics by myself. I'm not mm. the strongest lyricist. Mm-hmm. I like to set up three-way three-way co-writes. Mm-hmm. I like to key on the energy in the room. 
I like to bring out of people what they want to say. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, it, it, it's surprising to me quite a few times that that person says the best song I've ever written. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can key into what they want to say mm-hmm. and have them say it in their own, in their own way and then kind of help them. They don't even realize yeah. <laughs> that's the energy you want to capture. Um, my, so I'm writing with people in different genres. Mm. Um, and, uh, so I, yes, I have a number of favorites and, uh, it would be, um, unfair of me to, to point out which ones those are. <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah. 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 A favorite co-writer and a favorite song when you've written so many, um, can be challenging and, yeah, it's it's up to you whether you want to stay. I mean, I had one person who couldn't he couldn't give me one person. <laughs> he gave me like fifty. Um, but that's yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. All all of that, all of those songs, and then uh, <clears throat> when you put those songs uh, uh, away, and as time goes on, the ones you remember the most that pop up in the middle of the night when you wake up in the morning, you hear somebody's voice singing a line from that song. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. You know, that sticks with you. What about the and audience? When, mm-hmm. when you write a song and you're thinking about not just the artist but their audience yes. and, and what, what the listener is taking away from the song, is there a particular vibe or energy that you're wanting to spread into the world through your music or do you think about uh, the listeners and how they might pick up I on don't. the songs that you write? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I'm supposed to. But I'm not the artist, and it's yeah. the artist who's probably very concerned with the listener, what they want to express to the listener. Mm. Um, I've I've written songs that are on the very very sad side of things, mm. all the way to the joyous and the empowering and mm. uh, the outrageous, the funny, mm. and every all of them have a different role to play mm-hmm. and and the artist has their own genre that they specialize in and and their audience that they sing to and they probably know mm. their audience and so when, no yeah. i don't i just i like to cover all the emotions yeah me too no that's good and that's a key point is keeping it on the emotion childhood years flew by way too fast in army greens, he looks down at his dad and sighs. Says, I'm scared, I'm shipping This is my last um, official question. If you could co-write yes. with anyone, living or dead, who would you write with and why? Oh, no question. It would be Leonard Yeah, Cohen. which one's your favourite of his? No question. Oh, they're all. <laughs> Hallelujah's a masterpiece. Yeah. But, you know, they're all, oh, gosh, there's so many of this. But I guess Hallelujah is right at the top. Mm, I love Hallelujah <laughs> and um, yeah. Dance Me to the End of Love. Yeah. I think the beauty is that we can put those honest pieces of ourselves into a song. And in a way, we're exposing ourselves, but not in a, um, not in a very direct or intimidating way you know we can be very creative in the way that we maybe express 
what's going on within us, whether it's something light or dark or something we're questioning, but we get to express that with each other and work out clever ways to maybe share that because the reality is whether we're the performers or the creators or even just the listeners, we all share a common fact of the fact that we are human and we have these emotions. And sometimes in society we are not given permission to feel certain things within ourselves. But I think music is a free artistic creative space that we can explore this side of ourselves that maybe we don't feel free to or safe to in other areas. And um, it's amazing. It's absolutely magical. So is there... um, It is indeed. And as as, uh, Clay Mm. Mills would say, you're only three and a half minutes away from a hit. (laughs) That's a great one. They say, yeah, well, you know how Nashville's Music City, right? People go to Nashville, songwriters go to Nashville. First time I went down to Nashville, the guys down there said mm. this is a 10, 12-year town. You've got, to be, you've got to be in it for the long yeah. haul. And he says the same thing you did. You've got to do it for the love of it. Uh-huh. And if you do what you love, then everything else will follow. I think some people sometimes, like when I was younger, I think I wanted to be a doctor. And I think part of me had this ideal projected onto me that if I was a doctor, I could help people, but I would also be earning good money and that would bring a level of security because I had missionaries as parents, so we never had any money. I'm one of five kids. So um, I wanted to have a level of security for me and my family when I grew up. And I quickly, I I actually did my medical degree and I only did it because I got to the last year and I decided, well, I might as well finish it. I'm a finisher. I don't like not finishing things. But I had decided in that last year that I was a creative. I, I loved acting and modeling and music and it was just the one thing that made my heart sore. And I realized that nothing in life is worth doing for the money. Money is common and it's an essential thing that we all need, but it's not what we live for. It's not what life's worth living for. And I, I've got my three kids and my family and I worked in the corporate world for eight years and did personal training for 10 years and all of that I did for the money. But I also loved what I was doing because I was learning and it got to this point where I think I just realized that you know, I have to do what I love and music was the one thing that I loved more than anything in the world. And it is something, it is an amazing feeling to get to that realization of finding what you really love because then you can just do what you love, but it can take time to find out what it is you really do love. Unfortunately, a lot of the audio from the second half of this podcast with Lucy was not good enough to be able to share with you. I could barely hear anything she was saying, but I wanted to recap on some of the information that she did share um, and share a little bit more about you. I will put links to more of Lucy's songs and her craft 
in the description of this podcast. She also won the lyric contest uh, for American Songwriter earlier this year in the summer. Lucy has written over 200 songs a year and she has been working very hard at becoming a better songwriter and I'm so glad that she could share some of her wisdom and journey with us as she is growing as an artist. Something that she also mentioned, a beautiful quote by Albert Einstein, was that logic gets us from A to B, but imagination can take us anywhere. Um, And that was a beautiful quote that she ended on. Thank you so much, Lucy, for being a part of Songwriter Trists. And I'm sorry that um, the second half of this podcast didn't work out. But for anyone who wants to know more about her, please contact her on her socials. And I will put more of the links about Lucy and her work in the description. Thanks for joining our Songwriters Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.